Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio. Steve Edge is here. Morning. Morning, how are you? I'm all right, yeah. Shed's a bit warmer. Everything's oh, yeah, in your shed. Got your oil yeah. lamp or whatever it is. It's not, I don't need it today. It's, not, no, it's, not. it's mild, isn't it? Mild. I've not been it's out not, yet. not really. freezing. Yeah, it's not too bad today. I'm in beautiful bath. Oh, bath's nice, isn't it? Yeah, lovely. Really nice. Although when you do see it in your diary, it does look like that's your yearly bath. <laughs> yeah, like you give me a time off. <laughs> Get that Wednesday bath. So awesome. then, and then you have, oh, have a lovely warm bath. It's good that he set a bit of time apart there for, for a bath. Yeah, I'm actually in I'm actually in a hotel um where they've got like access to the thermal uh, Oh, the actual uh, bath baths. Bath bath, yeah. Yeah. The Gainsborough Hotel. Oh. And uh, yeah, they've got like actual I don't know how that works. How is there like just hot water under bath? I don't really know. Yeah, it's like a thermal spa, isn't it? I don't really understand how it works. No. But... How is it only in one town? Well, it used to be in lots of towns, didn't it? Like Matlock Bath used to have one and Did I think it? they've just got rid of it in a lot of places. Oh, filled it in, put it. a car park on it, stuff like that. Oh, right, NCP over the thermal bath as well. Yeah. Did not well, that through. They did with that king, didn't they, in Leicester? Just put a oh, car yeah, park on him. Richard, yeah. I don't think they knew he was there, to be fair to NCP. I think they did. I think they knew full well he was there. <laughs> 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 yeah, so a few gigs. Uh, I've got to go to London, uh, to, well, Saturday, which obviously is uh, yesterday for us uh, on the mm. show. Um, recording the John Bishop show. I'm slightly nervous about it. Not because it's John Bishop, obviously a good friend of mine. But I've got this musical show, which I'll talk about in a bit, uh, which got, which went out last night, Saturday night, and that's on like 7 till 8.30. And then I'm on ITV 10 till... Oh, over Manford. It's too much, isn't it? Yeah. Should have said no. But he's probably in Doctor Who on the same... You know, he's I know, well, there is that. I mean, Phil Schofield's on every day. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. Doesn't do so. I just think I just like to just look a little bit and then do one and come back later. Yeah, uh, I hear what you're saying. Anyway, we'll find out, won't we? I don't know yet. Don't know. See what uh, see what the lovely folk of Twitter uh, have to say. Oh, and him again. Ha- what should we do? Hashtag Manford Overload. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he's on the radio. Oh, brilliant! Can't go. Scoops guy. Hashtag Manford Overload. No more Manford. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Matters. Steve Edge is uh, in the shed. In the shed. In I've the got shed. big news as well. You've got big news? I've got big news. Tell me. My wife was chatting to somebody about oh, yeah. the Covids and all that. Oh, yeah. So a fact came up, yes. or, you know, a theory. Right. They Googled it. Apparently it is a thing. Well, no. it's in the Daily Mail. <laughs> that's a, hey, that's a thing. Join the headline? I want Red headline. wine wards off coronavirus. What? That's all you need to know. People drinking more than five glasses of red wine a week cut the risk of catching COVID. Five glasses a week? And they get well, it's, it cuts it by 17%. COVID. I mean, I drink about 20 glasses a week, so I'm about 50% covered. I'm, I'm quadruple jabbed in a way. Yeah, you are, right? Who, yeah. who knew? Pfizer, or you, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, me, no, uh, Merlot. <laughs> I were, uh, first time I had Malbec, then I had a Shiraz. Uh, and, <laughs> a Shiraz booster. <laughs> yeah, I had a Shiraz booster. Uh, but don't drink, but apparently if it doesn't work, if you drink um, beer or cider. Or white oh, wine. Right. Rosé is probably half effective, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. it's, a, it's a good excuse, isn't it? Is this a study you know? done by, uh, like, a winemaker? I mean, well, as soon as my theory was was proved that I could drink wine every night. I didn't bother reading the rest, if I'm honest. No, why would you? Why would you? Yeah, it's a study done by Majestic Wines. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't say who it's done by. It's the Daily Mail, probably a source. A source, yeah, I'd yeah. say so. I mean, it just said, no, it says experts believe this is due to polyphenol content. I don't know if it no. works with grapes or you just have to drink the wine. I mean, or you just don't have a question. No, I, mate, I am I questioning it? If it's, I won't question it. Let's not question it. But, I mean, during lockdown, mm-hmm. a lot of wine got drunk, didn't it? Yeah, but a lot of people didn't get it. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, yeah, this we, is the thing. We don't focus on that, do we? The, ra- the reason this came about is 
my wife was talking to this other woman at work and they both talked mm. about their husbands who drink a lot of red wine and yeah. neither of them have had COVID and neither has my mother-in-law. And, you know, the common factor is we'd like a glass of red wine. So, right. I mean, there might be nothing in it. There might be something in it. But, you know, it's worth exploring It's worth exploring, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder how you would test it, though. <clears throat> what would you do? Just, like, get well, people don't... hammered and then just send them into a... Yeah. On the street, looking handrails. Without a mask on. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens. Go. See what happens. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Just, you know, just worth, bottle, worth considering, isn't it? A day keeps the COVID away. Exactly. You're, you're, you're sort of sterilising yourself from, from the inside, aren't you? <laughs> and also, I guess you get to a point where you drink so much, you don't care whether you got it or not. Yeah, no, don't care anymore. You've got a mask <laughs> over your eyes. I don't care. <laughs> Amazing. That's what happens when you let the French do the research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that musical show went out yesterday, Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big Night of Musicals, National Lottery, Big Night of Musicals. Mm. Um, yeah, it was good, actually. It was good. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's on the iPlayer now, uh, if you want to watch it. It's uh, an hour and a half, and it's just 14 of the biggest songs from the biggest musicals. You don't, you don't have yeah. to listen to any of the story. You don't have to buy any Maltesers for eight quid. No, no, you just go straight in with all the classics. Straight in. And, uh, oh, it was all sorts. There was even a medley, Steve, a never-before-seen medley. Beauty and the Beast, Frozen and Lion King together on stage. Oh, a mashup. A mashup, a Disney Musical mashup. mashup. They all sang uh, Let It Go uh, at the end uh, together. And it was uh, it was lovely, actually. The other thing that was weird uh, when I was there on the night, and I, I sort of did mention it a couple of times, is people with the phones out filming it. It's weird, isn't it, when it's on telly? I mean... No disrespect to your camera skills, but we've got some of the best camera people in the world here. Yeah, and they've got zooms, and they're closer, they're in the right position, yeah. you know. And and it's going to be on telly, like, you don't have to film this. Just enjoy it. What, what is that modern day obsession? With I don't know, people film everything, everything, don't they? People literally everything. don't watch anything, they film it and watch it through a little screen when it's your happening live in front of them. Your eyes better quality than your camera. They're like, HD. You're your in HD. HD. Yeah. You're in Dolby Surround <laughs> like HD. Four, 4K. Head. Whatever the, the 8K, yeah. the new one is, whatever. Yeah, I know, that was slightly uh, slightly weird and annoying. Uh, but um, but then again, it was a massive... Was it the Manchester Arena? Where was it? Arena? Where did you record? A Manchester, Manchester Arena. Arena. Like 13,000 people. They'd all paid two quid a ticket or something. Cause it was just, well, they were free tickets. That was just the booking fee. Hmm. And... Uh, and then, yeah, it was just it was amazing. Like I said, I had the Disney, we had uh, Waitress and Dear Evan Hansen and uh, Tina Turner musical. We had a little tribute to Meatloaf, we had the Battle of Hell musical. and um, Anything oh, from Jesus Christ Superstar? No, because it's not happening at the moment. It was sort of oh, like... That's a shame. It was current shows. It was basically like a massive advert yeah, for, for the for West, West End. End and, yeah. and, 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 and touring. So six shows were from uh, the West End and the rest were from touring productions around the country. Mm. So... Because I was a bit, you know, at first I was a bit like, well, there's no point just doing a big advert for the West End. Not everyone can afford to go to London and uh, mm. and, and do all that. So, actually, so, so, but they were like, no, no, we're, we're including all these regional shows as well and shows on tour. What did you say? Which one did you do? Well, I opened the show with a little medley of Razzle Dazzle, all that jazz, and there's no business like show business. Oh, wow, that's very showbiz, isn't it? Very showbiz, that, isn't it? Yeah. Very showbiz. Um, but I mean, I've got to say, between you and I, it was uh, it was lastminute.com. Like, literally, I was working all week and uh, sort of humming this song in the back, trying to get it into my head. And then there was a dress rehearsal, uh, rehearsal the day before. I did it once on stage. They were like, oh, here's your dancers. So I was like, what now? <laughs> and then oh, on the Monday itself. Did you have to do a little dance with them? Well, I had to sort of move. I wouldn't call Join it dancing, as anybody no, who okay. watched it will tell you. I sort of yeah. moved in time. Uh, yeah, a, a lot across the stage. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they, they know what they're of... doing, don't they? You just exactly. yeah, I'm not going to yeah. do this. I think I, I did a couple of yeah. kick lines. You know, um, yeah. No was... business like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, I did a bit of a kick line. Yeah, uh, but uh, <clears throat> no, I wouldn't. Call... And if you look closely, there's a little shoulder shake at one point. I just threw Is it. That? Oh, was yeah, that intentional know, just... or was that did, like something <laughs> go down the back of your neck? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like. It looked like somebody, ooh, someone's dropped a scorpion in the back of your neck. Oh god! <laughs> someone's walked across his grave, um, and uh, yeah, but it was great. It was it was a really fun show. It's one of those shows you love musicals, you'll love it. It's like a proper, you know, proper night. And to be honest, one of those shows that you couldn't actually make 
uh, for telly. It only works because it was paid for by the lottery. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they sort of pay you for need to win the lottery to pay for those songs. Basically, yeah, because... Yeah. I mean, there was some... I asked at one point, how many people are involved in this show? And including, like, staff at the arena and, you know, security and all that. It was something like 1,300 people involved oh, in oh, the show. I mean, it's like 600 hotel rooms booked yeah. in Manchester City Centre. And they won't have been cheap ones. They won't have been in the Premier Inn, will they? they well, I think the a lot of the crew were in the Premier Inn, to be fair. Well, the crew, yeah, the crew were. Yeah, they put the crew well, in the Premier Inn. You can't put Rafiki in the Premier Inn. Well, no, you can't, can you? Do you know what I mean? They need that's a, that's got to be a nice hotel room, you know. So, um, but no, it was good. It was good. So if, if you're not uh, caught it yet, it's uh, it's on there uh, on iPlayer now. Jason Manford. So Steve, I got to interview uh, Kayla Settle. Uh, and uh, she was a good laugh. I really enjoyed her company. We we all went out for a couple of drinks afterwards at the Lowry Hotel. Uh, a few of the people there, David Bedella and uh, my mum came, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Free drink, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Is it a free bar? I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was, I, I, there was definitely a point where I just, I thought, I'm going to have to ask her here. Like, how did... So Kayla Settler, for you, who, if you don't know, she's in The Greatest Showman. She played the bearded lady. Right, and she sang that you know sang that epic song. I think I won a Golden Globe. This is me, mm, mm. and uh, I got to a point where I thought I'd had an old fashioned Steve. Oh, thought, he's had an old oh, he's had an old fashioned everyone. <laughs> That's what we say. When, yeah, yeah. I'd had an old fashioned. Won't stop you getting COVID, but knock yourself out. <laughs> I said, um, I said, how did your agent broach that subject? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what I got the... a part for you. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Jackman's in it. It's going to be huge. The biggest film of the year, of the decade. And you and it's going to have one of the starring parts. Oh, my God, amazing. I can't believe it. It's going to be in a yeah. big film. you got a great song, too. Oh, my God. Now, the bad news. <laughs> You're the bearded lady. you got to wear a beard. Have you, done, have you had a shave today? Don't. <laughs> But uh, no, she was. It's more cool amazing that her agent is the fella out right off that video in Home Alone, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Every Christmas you feel the animal. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's her agent. <laughs> he's her agent. Yeah. Oh, you want to give fifteen percent? Well, my Tommy gun don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she was very gracious and uh, very funny. Um, and, and weirdly, like, was you know when you were expecting an American accent to come out of somebody and it's just, Man- it's like a bit Manchester, a yeah, bit London. Weird, I was like, yeah. oh, I thought you were American. Oh, I didn't expect that. Yeah. I was not expecting that. That was more surprising than the beard. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now have a little watch of that where, when you get a chance. That's on iPlayer. Um, big Night of Musicals, uh, which uh, hopefully will inspire you to go and see some shows, whether that's in the West End or in your local theatre. Lots of touring productions coming around, School of Rock and uh, what else is uh, Dream Girls is on on uh, on tour as well. Loads of them, Book of Mormon. So have a little look, look at what's in your local theatre. And also, don't, you know, the other thing I often say to people is don't be scared by, you know, sometimes people think, oh, well, it's too expensive, the theatre. You know, it's, mm. you know, I've seen tickets for 50, 60 quid or whatever. There are tickets for those prices, of course. You know, front circle, front of the stalls. You know, those tickets are ridiculous. But... Those producers want to fill that theatre. So get in touch with your local theatre, uh, you know, and, and check their website because there's, there are t- you get tickets for £17.50, 20 quid or whatever, make it a little bit more <clears throat> uh, affordable for, for, for you and the family. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely something worth doing. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Steve, I've got some incredibly sad news. Oh, no. What's up now? Yeah, especially if you're... Um, you're a Dorset uh, inhabitant. Um, oh. I'm afraid the knob throwing festival has been cancelled. The what now? Uh, the knob throwing festival. What's been... the? What is the knob? What is the oh. knob throwing festival? Oh, I felt. I feel like we've spoke about it before on the show. Um, basically, it's a. It's when you throw a knob. Or like a doorknob. No, no, it's like a hard biscuit. Oh, is it spelt? As it spelt? Is it spelt? K N O B. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the third year in a row now organisers have been mm-hmm. forced to cancel in 2020 oh, no, there was no venue available <clears throat> 21 obviously Covid Covid yeah. uh, and this year it's um, too popular oh 
It sounds like they don't want it to go on, if I'm honest. They're looking for excuses. It sound like they're coming up with excuses. Well, let's go um, with it. What about this year? Too popular, if anything. Too popular. <laughs> Next year, not popular enough. <laughs> uh, a statement on Facebook from the Dorset Knob Throwers um, said, it is with great sadness that the Dorset Knob Throwing and Froome Valley Food Festival is unable to go ahead on the 1st of May. We had oh, 8,000 people attend in 2019, meaning it has reached such a size that it's simply cannot be run by a small village committee. We hope the event can return in years to come. Can somebody not take it over and put it in a bigger field? Yeah, you think so. It's a big old place. A lot of space in Dorset, isn't it? Fr- well, Froome's in Somerset, isn't it? I don't, I'm getting confused. I'm getting confused. It started uh, life in 1860 when the Moores family began baking in West Dorset, according right. to Moores Biscuit Maker. Uh, the Dorset Knob was originally named after hand-sewn Dorset knob buttons. <laughs> I mean, it gets that worse, doesn't it? <laughs> that was still being made in the last revival. Why did they start the chucking them? Cottage industry. Um, Just because they were like, that one's too hot, that yeah. one's too that one's too popular. Too hard. <laughs> I guess they were too hard. I like to think they were on a tray, cooling on a windowsill, and somebody went, oh, they look nice, oh, yeah, and just threw it, like burnt their hands. <laughs> And that's yeah. it. And they went, hey, hey that we should far. do this as a sport. <laughs> yeah, I'll get Dave. Well, don't ask Dave because that'll be too many people. It'll be too popular. I'll have to cancel it. Let's just <laughs> keep it between us year. for now. <laughs> Eight people were here last year. It's getting mad, this. Yeah. It's getting mad now. What is it? 10, 12? It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> um, here's, do you want to know what the knob rules are? Yeah, please. Okay. Uh, three Dorset knobs per go. Okay. Furthest thrown is measured. You can oh, only right. use Dorset knobs. Uh, that are mm-hmm. provided, so you can't bring your own. Like, yeah, because you know, you'd hollow it out, wouldn't you, or, yeah, exactly. or put something Dorsals. heavy in it, or whatever, whatever yeah. helps. Whatever helps, know. yeah. Uh, standing throw from marked standing points, so none of this... Um, no running, no, <laughs> no running and love in it. Right. No run-ups. Uh, you're not... Uh, underarm throwing only, as well. Oh, that changes stuff, doesn't it? That does change stuff, doesn't it? That does change stuff. Uh, one foot must remain on the ground during throwing. I can imagine some people really get into that knob throwing, you know. Yeah. Leaving the ground. Um, distance of the furthest knob only measured within the designated throwing zone, which is five metres wide. So you've got to get it in the zone. Uh, and uh, the Dorset knob measured at final resting place. Uh, if so it you can breaks roll upon bounce. landing. Oh, yeah, what happens? If it breaks upon landing, it will be the oh. umpire's decision of the final resting place. Oh, you've got to be friends with that umpire, haven't you? You've got to really. Come on, mate. The, the, the record, Steve, for uh, furthest thrown. Yeah. Uh, knob in Devon, <clears throat> in Dorset, sorry, is uh, the, uh, the the record is 29.4 metres, 96 foot. How big is that in football stadiums? Because everything's measured in football stadiums these days, isn't it? Or double decker oh, buses. Well, it's not, as, <laughs> it's not as long as a football stadium, but 100 foot is. Mm. You can you know you know what well, you know what six foot is, that's you. So. Is that like, like what, 100 foot? Like about eight double decker buses? Something like that. Can you only measure things in double-decker buses? Yeah, that's the way things are measured. They're measured in double-decker buses or football stadiums. That's the way everyone explains everything. How long is a double-decker bus? That's my number, Steve. 30 foot or something like that? I don't know. What was it? Uh, Right, a double-decker bus is um, 61 feet in length. So it's about a bus and a half. That's pretty good. Oh, no, hold on, I got this wrong. That can't be right. (laughs) Double decker coaches in the UK have traditionally been 39 feet. Oh, sorry. Oh, I said 30. Feet. Okay. 39 feet. So and he threw it 90. Feet, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so 40 foot. So he's thrown two and a half double decker buses, Steve. That's a, that's a good throw, that. That is a hell of a throw. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Matters. I had a very odd thing that happened this week, Steve. Yeah, go on. What? Really odd, right? So I took my little boy to uh, his like, toddler football. Thing. Oh yeah, like loads of three-year-olds sort of kicking a football. It's quite, you know, it's good fun. And yeah. uh, forty-five minutes though does start to drag. It's dragging. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, trap it, trap it. Last oh, minute falling like... over. <laughs> so, um, but it's lovely. It's a nice thing to do. And uh, anyway, there obviously there's lots of other parents there. And nine times out of ten, even now in 2022, uh, it's mostly mums, and I'm like the only dad. Yeah. Anyway, there was another dad there this week, oh. and uh, I sort of I felt like sort of saying hello or whatever. But I sort of, I sort of smiled. At, he smiled at me at one point. I smiled back, and yeah. then that was it. And then out of nowhere, the, this, one of these little the, like mini footballs came over, and as it was coming over, I went to stop it with my foot and kick it back hmm. to whichever kid was. This dad, he he got in front of me, stopped it, and then nutmegged me. 
Oh, what? no reason. <laughs> Why? Yeah, he put the ball through my legs and, and also went megged. Oh, I actually on, said mate. the words megged. Megged. Megged out loud. For people oh. who not, you know, don't know about football or, mm. or, or kids' football, really, I don't think professionals do it. Well, they do occasionally, don't they? <laughs> yeah, but they don't actually say megged. <laughs> no, well, you don't know. They might be able to. When, they, when the empty stadiums are there, I bet you could hear them going, megged. <laughs> But yeah, if you go, if you knock it through someone's legs, obviously it's embarrassing. Yeah. And, uh, and so don't know why yeah, it's you... called nutmeg. Why is it called nutmeg? I've no it's just idea named why it's after a nutmeg. spice. Yeah, it's odd that. Isn't it's it? weird, isn't it? You could call it cinnamon. Could have been or absolutely anything. anything. Yeah. But isn't that a weird thing for a stranger just to do out of nowhere? Yeah, I mean, you were right about not talking to him though. By the <laughs> well, sounds of things, clearly got that right, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, always trust your instinct. That's what I always say in these yeah, situations. Clearly. You looked at him and went. No, I don't think I'll bother. And then that happened, and he should have gone, yeah, I was right. Why, though? Why did he do that? I've, d- I've literally no clue. No clue. I mean, I laughed, obviously, because it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it was an odd thing for a stranger to just do out of nowhere. Yeah, that is odd. That is nowhere. odd. So I've asked on my socials this morning, the oddest thing, a random thing that a stranger has ever done to you. Oh, OK, that's a good one. Yeah, I like Do you know it. what I mean? Yeah. Because I think there's lots here. I think there's a lot to unpack. Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Hey, Steve, you asked um, where the word nutmeg came from. Like, yeah. In, in this term, obviously. In you know football. Nutmeg yeah, meaning, comes from. Yeah. yeah. Um, in football. Why is putting the ball through someone's legs called nutmegged? Yeah. Um, well, listen to this. Uh oh. In the book, uh, The Language and Folklore of the World's Greatest Game, Peter yeah. Seddon points out that the likely etymology for nutmeg, uh, that, that it comes from the, du- the duplicitous practice in the nutmeg trade. Oh, what happens in the nutmeg trade? Well, he says, as he points out, the verb nutmeg is listed by the Oxford English Dictionary as arising in the 1870s, which in Victorian slang came to mean to be tricked or deceived, especially in oh. a manner which makes the victim look foolish. Oh, there you go. Well, that's what so, makes sense now. So what was makes what, it, yeah. What was the deal with the nutmeg in the old days? They did something uh, well, like, there's some nutmeg for you. I think there's is a bit that of nutmeg? sharp That's a marble, isn't it? No, it's nutmeg. <laughs> Very expensive. Well, Peter Seddon writes, nutmegs were such a valuable commodity that mm. unscrupulous exporters were uh, want to put pull a fast one by mixing a helping of wooden replicas into oh, the sacks being shipped in England. Oh, Being okay. nutmegs soon came to imply stupidity on the part of the duped victim and yeah. cleverness on the part of the trickster. That's not cleverness. That's just that's wrong. No. If you just it's, you're make, you're setting down to grate a bit of nutmeg and you, it's just wood, you're like ah mate, <laughs> you'd be livid, wouldn't you? You'd be livid. Um, so that's one version. Um, yeah. Jimmy Hills claims, uh, claims oh Jimmy that, Hill, okay, yeah, that nutmeg was. Coined I mean, I don't believe 19- it already, just by the <laughs> nature of the fact that Jimmy Hill said it. <laughs> Jimmy, it's Jimmy, Jimmy Recon, Jimmy uh, Recon. <laughs> He says uh, that it was coined during the 1940s to describe the skill of placing the ball between an opponent's legs uh, before retrieving it on the other side, or indeed the suggestion made in Alex Leith's book, Over the Moon, uh, who said, uh, which was called uh, The Language of Football, that nuts, a term commonly used for nutmeg in the north of England, refers to the testicles of the player through whose le- ball, legs the ball has been passed, and nutmeg is, is just it? a development from that. I don't know about that. Where's he, where you got meg know. from? <laughs> I don't, yeah. Yeah. I think it, I, it's got. I hope it's that first one. It sounds a bit classier, doesn't it? Yeah, I like to think it's all to do with like smuggling. <laughs> it's and, just you know, nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, because he had nuts and I get the ball for it, and you know, his wife was called Meg. And I just shouted nuts, Meg! Yay! <laughs> Michelle says, I lived in a very rural house. And a walker sat outside at my picnic table, just in the front garden. Just, th- just thought it was like a yeah, some yeah sort of cafe or something. Well, she said her, her, um, her husband was sat eating uh, breakfast and like a full English breakfast. And oh, well, there you go. He would have gone, oh, this looks nice. This looks like yeah. a nice place. <laughs> yeah. So for a laugh, Michelle served him her breakfast uh, <laughs> that she was about to eat. He ate it. <laughs> said it was the best breakfast he ever had. Did he pay the tenner and left? That's all right, isn't it? Tenner. I do, yeah. That's weird, isn't it? They just thought this must be a restaurant because there's a bloke eating his breakfast. Yeah. I love the husband in the first place. Got, I'm going to go and eat this outside. Full English on a picnic table outside. Yeah. Love that. Next to a a country walking path. Should have made a killing there, couldn't she? Yeah. 
Let's at least start doing coffees or or hot chocolate or something. <laughs> uh, Sarah Hughes says, We were on a bus in Torquay when the driver suddenly stopped, jumped out of the bus and locked the doors and ran off. Not long after, he came back with a large Labrador, which apparently was his lost dog. He told us it had been missing for three days and he'd just seen him run up the show. Up the oh, top. well, you can see the urgency there. But that'll be Yeah, weird, but in it? that first instant. Yeah, when he locked it and walked off, you'd be like... Ran off. Then? Yeah, ran, <laughs> I mean, ran off. Walked off is one thing, but ran off. Why has he got a locket? He could have just got <laughs> off, couldn't he? Could have just shouted, I've just seen my dog. <laughs> You have to make it so scary. <laughs> Terrifying, yeah. Uh, Rachel Harris says, Stopped at services once and my friend went to the loo and someone chucked a large soiled nappy over the cubicle wall where he was stood unsuspectingly, which sadly was a direct hit to the head. Butter side down. Oh. Oh, Rachel didn't need that last bit. Peanut butter side down. Oh. People are so weird, aren't they? Just lobbed it over the cubicle. It's hitting right on the edge. Oh, man. Oh, God. I mean, you wouldn't believe that, would you? If no. you went out. <laughs> you came back out and they stood there outside Subway. You're like, what happened to you, John? What's happened to you? You'll never believe what's just happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's oh, like, no. that's unlucky, isn't it? That's like that something that occurred really enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need the music just playing in the background. <laughs> Oh, poor guy. Uh, Catherine Windsor says, I was walking my dog, Jason. Uh, I don't think the dog was called Jason. Walking um, my dog, Jason. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good name for a dog, though. Jason! Yeah. Jason! N- put it down! <laughs> uh, it's a Cocker Spaniel uh, puppy just in the park. He's yeah. obsessed with his tennis ball. Back and forth, back and forth. He was running on a field when this old woman came up to me and said, just so you know, my dog can run faster than yours. That's okay. weird. She said, okay, well, that makes oh, well, you happy. It's a puppy, but yeah, fine. My dog then ran faster than hers, chasing oh, the lead. Wow. She then shouted, come on, Phoebe, presumably the dog, and stomped yeah. off. Her, how quickly her dog can run was obviously very important to her. How competitive yeah. do you need to be, man? I mean, that's my dog odd, isn't it? That is weird. Is it? Yeah, and then it then proves it's not. Right, let's <laughs> yeah. go on. Let's right, come on, Phoebe. <laughs> Let's get on. Embarrass me. One too many times. Thanks a lot, Phoebe. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Julie Goff says, Two teenage girls once knocked on my front door and asked me to talk to them in my accent. I'm Scottish and I just moved to Kent. This was 17 years ago and it still makes me laugh. I was so confused by the request. Do do the voice. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh... Can you do the voice? I don't know. What are you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) That's the one. (laughs) That's it. Do it more. That's weird, isn't it? That is odd, isn't it? Uh, Claire Osborne says, Ticket inspector came up to me on the train yesterday. Instead of asking to see my ticket, he wanted to know how many cream eggs I could eat in one go. I wasn't sure how to take that. He never even asked for my ticket. That's weird, isn't it? Right, two things have happened there, Steve. Okay, yeah, go on, let's let's unpack this. Right, first one, he's not really the ticket inspector. No. He's just a bloke (laughs) with a jacket and a hat. Yeah. <laughs> He's just making it up random things. Yeah. Secondly, that job is so dull and so repetitive. Yeah. It's just gone. Right. Every third person is going to ask something I'm, mad. I'm going to amuse myself and ask something mad. Uh, I've hello, got, sir. I've yes. got... would, you, would you rather have uh, hands for feet or feet for hands? What? Yeah. Tickets, please. Yeah, tickets. But what did you say? <laughs> I once, I remember getting on the train at Stockport and you only you know, walk up the uh, little steps. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. get to whatever platform five, whatever it is, they don't need to see your ticket because you're not got on the train yet. But there was a bloke yeah. on the stairs demanding to see people's tickets, and he wasn't right. demanding; he was just sort of stood in the middle yeah. of the stairs, stopping the odd person, and he made a beeline to stop me. Now, when I got there to give him my ticket, he had just trumped like a really bad one, oh, really bad. No. And I gave him the ticket, and he looked back and he smiled at me, and then, <laughs> and then I walked to the platform, you know, and we could get checked again on the train. There was no yeah. need for him to do it. He invited me into his circle of stink no. just for his own amusement. Because oh, no. he had a little twinkle in his eye going, you getting that? you getting it? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Off you go, sir. Enjoy your trip to London. All aboard. Stinkville. <laughs> <laughs> Did he make that noise when he fell? I wonder if yeah. train man... <laughs> <laughs> I think when, if you work, I think if you work for the trains, when you trump, that is the noise it makes. Yeah, actually synchronised. <laughs> oh, John, stop doing John, that. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Just slipped out. <laughs> uh, Tracy Shaw 
says, uh, Jason, we were in a restaurant in Menorca. The owners were English, and it seemed their little girl was left to mix because they were busy. She came and sat at our table and picked food off my plate. Well, mm. kids are kids, aren't they? What can you do? Yeah, you, you can't be surprised by anything a kid does, can you? Really? Kids random, aren't they? Kids are yeah. random. I'm fine, fine with they've that. They've not got the social skills, have they? <laughs> no. Just do whatever they want, don't they? Exactly. exactly. Uh, Pete Tom says, um, was, on a, was on a date and went to the back to get us drinks. Was quite busy, but not rammed or anything. On the way back, I went to squeeze past a random guy and he reached out and tried to take my pint out of my hand. I obviously stood my ground and held on to it. He seemed to get confused that I didn't let go, then decided to look me in the face. Stared for a few seconds, then looked at the pint, then back at me, then back to the pint, then back to me. A few more seconds before he realised that I wasn't one of his mates and he'd legit just tried to steal my drink. So he eventually let it was go. A, yeah, just thought it was somebody who'd gone to the bar to get him a drink. We didn't know No, him. he thought it was, one, yeah, like, one of his mates, yeah. He's like, he's on no a words or something. He's like, I spoken. think that's that bloke who's gone to get the pint. <laughs> I like the... The ten, I can imagine the tense music as the like, like a sort of spaghetti <laughs> yeah. western. Eyes, eyes, pint, pint, eyes, hand, mouth, snarl, eyes, pint. Oh, it's not him. <laughs> Bye. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Kidd. I was once in one of the only two cubicles in the toilet of my local Tesco. Who goes to the toilet at Tesco? Mm, well, if you if you're desperate, yeah, no, I wouldn't go, go when it was shopping. But if I'm passing, I'll go in the oh, waitress. I guess so. Yeah. Town. Yeah. Every little helps. Yep. Uh, a man came in and entered the cubicle next to me. He then exclaimed quite loudly, Oh, ho, it looks like I have some competition today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> some loud grunting and straining followed oh, then by a massive oh, plop. No. The guy oh. then exclaimed, That's a hit. I've just sunk your battleship. Needless <laughs> 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 to say, I got out of there quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a winner. If this was a competition, <laughs> if this is a competition, that is the winner. Because that is mad. Madness. I mean, you don't want to see that man's face. You don't want no. to. I, I, don't, I don't want that image burnt in my eyes. I don't need to know. I've just sunk your I've just sunk your battleship. That's a great line. Oh, uh, my that gosh. is a good. I do like a bit more choke. That one would have started. I like that one with after oh, yeah. a load, <laughs> load trump. That's working. Now try the lights. Any of those? <laughs> Andrea Rankin. Sunk your battleship. Andrea Rankin says a stranger once asked me to look after his prosthetic arm whilst he went off for a dance in a nightclub. This sounds like candid camera. This is too mad. <laughs> yeah, that can't. I mean, Speedles don't you need your arms for dancing? Yeah. Well, how's he going to do, like, big box, little box and all that? Yeah. Cardboard box. Big oh, fish, I thought little it was like ballroom dancing. <laughs> even, yeah. More. <laughs> yeah, even more so. Uh, and Emma Holman says, I once randomly tucked a girl's label in, which was sticking out the back of her top. She was in front of me in a queue, and I'd done it without even thinking. Mm. I, I have thought that quite a few times. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's tempting, You can't do it? it, obviously, but I've gone, oh, would she rather I went, listen, that's, just pop that in. Mm. I said, well, I mean, for a woman can't. to do it to another woman is one thing, Steve. I think yeah. for a no, six I know. foot I've never done it. bloke just... to do it. <laughs> Scotty, love you. Your label was out. Primark. <laughs> Suddenly it's pepper spray in your face. Yeah, I know. That's, but yeah, it's too much it just seems risk. like a nice thing to do, but obviously it could turn out bad. Well, it's, we live in strange times, Steve. Yeah, we do. I had this the other night, actually, when I was walking back from a gig, and uh, I was walking like alongside, well, sort of behind a woman who was walking. Mm, so obviously, yeah. suddenly I was thinking, oh, God. I bet she's thinking like the worst, you know what I mean? Yeah. Blokes following her on this. So I then started like, <clears throat> I just started slowing down. Like humming. A, no, I, well, I slowed down a bit, and then I just started like singing a song to Obviously, I've got That's a song not to weird, practice. is it? Well, I didn't think it was. <laughs> I weird. gotta be me! Just behind you. <laughs> what's, what's going on? <laughs> Were you, yeah, work, were you practising your thing? There's no bass. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing my little... And all that jazz. And I thought, oh, no, that that is weirder now. Yeah, that's a lot weirder. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really... Th- I should have just stopped and just... Got Check your phone. Away, that's but... why I just stop and I pretend there's something on my phone and then, you know... Yeah. yeah crossover, know, even. We've got, we've, got to be thought, we've got to be thoughtful of these, mindful of these things, haven't we? Mm, yeah. uh, Lisa McDougall. She says, bought a sausage roll at a service station as is your right, Lisa, Yeah, yeah. Uh, was at the counter and a man walked over, picked up my sausage roll and walked off with it. What? I was too stunned to say anything. We just watched him drive off when the assistant asked if he was with me. Oh, that's just, that's just, I mean, that's wrong on so many levels. That's just mad, isn't it? 
Because you've set uh, your taste buds for sausage roll as well, yeah. and now you've got nothing. You just bought a stranger a sausage roll. Cammy adds to this uh, yeah. and says, I was walking through town eating a Greg's sausage roll once when a passerby leant over and bit the top off his <laughs> snack whilst making a lion-type snorting sound. <laughs> I mean, they are good, the Greg sausage rolls. It will make people do odd things. Yeah, That's but the just problem. to be like... <laughs> as you go past. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he didn't do that, it'd be weirder, weirdly. That's what's funny about it. If he hadn't gone and done that. Alan Russell says, walking through Manchester on Christmas Eve, a bloke from his second floor flat shouted at me, you boy, what day is it? <laughs> I replied in a squeaky voice, why, sir, it's Christmas Day. He said, Christmas Day? Here's a shilling. Now fetch me the fattest goose. And on I continued. Was brilliant, yeah. complete two-second madness from two strangers. Yeah, good that he joined in and you knew You'd what it was. You'd wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julie Hood says, My dad's friend many years ago was cycling to work and overtook a policeman who was also riding a bike. Whilst passing, he made loud verbal engine noises, <laughs> to which the policeman replied by shouting, Nino, Nino, back. <laughs> oh, there you go. There there we, the time is amazing. <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? That's funny though, isn't it? I like it's good when you have a little joke with a stranger, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Something, something nice in that. Something sort of uh, wholesome. Uh, Deb says, I-, "I once held the door open at Boots for a man who was in a rush to then find out he was a shoplifter and was being followed out of the store." <laughs> good after you. <laughs> and then really did you have to you hold want? it. Did you have to hold it again for the security guard and everybody? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Benny Hill parade of coppers, manager, all yeah. waving sticks. Leanne, this is this gets worse here, Steve. I once kissed the delivery guy by accident. Hang on a minute. Hang on, by accident? What do you mean by, by accident? accident? As he wished me Merry Christmas, he moved his head forward after handing me my curry, so I kissed him on the cheek and wished him the same. Only he was he was leaning to one side to get a Christmas card out of his pocket. Uh, and he thought she was offering the cheek. Oh, well, oh. you know, it's a nice thing to do, wasn't it? It's Christmas. Exactly. (laughs) What's it? There you go. Uh, Paul David Corker says, uh, a guy asked for my autograph once. He held out a book with David Seaman on it. He didn't believe I wasn't him. Just wouldn't have it. I guess sometimes in those situations, if you do look like someone's famous, it's just easy to just just got to go along with it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Carol Jackson says, we moved into a new house. A few weeks later, there was a knock on the door. I opened it and a woman I didn't know went to walk in. She looked up and said, who are you? And I said, I was going to ask you the same thing. She said, my daughter lives here. I said, not anymore, she doesn't. And she proceeded to shout and have a go at me because her daughter had moved and not told her. Oh, that's awkward, isn't it? Well, there's obviously a bit of backstory there, Steve. Yeah, well, best not tell me that. Jeremy Kalnus going on there. And uh, Sophie Bryce. I was once coming out of a timber merchant's and a guy stopped me and put a four-leaf clover in my hand, winked at me and walked off. (laughs) (laughs) Took me a couple of seconds to register what it was and then looked up at him, getting into his car, smiled at him, he nodded at me and off he went. It was a very surreal moment. Played straight into oncoming traffic. (laughs) 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 Shouldn't have given him away the clover, mate, the lucky clover. (laughs) Hit me with your best fact, fire away. It's just finding this ending. Yeah. Yeah, that, it does go on too long there. But that's, that's yeah. drummers for you, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's their moment, isn't it? That's their moment. Uh, now, uh, this game, if you've not heard it before, is uh, it's with our friends Disney Plus, and it means you get a Jason Manford Show mug for giving us the best fact you can. It's got to be a fact so good, Steve, mm-hmm. that it makes us want to Google it and find out more. Find but we won't. True. we won't. We won't. Somebody um, will. Somebody will. All the facts we, uh, we we do on this show have been checked and verified uh, mm. by our producer, irrespective yeah. if we think they're not real or not. For example, last week when we spoke about putting your, your car fob to your head and it mm. giving you extra Boosting range. the signal or something, yeah. We, me and Steve, speculated that that, doesn't, that can't be right, can't be true. Yeah. We've had over 400 emails and posts and tweets and things of people telling us videos that it is yeah and uh you know we, we, just yeah. ask yourself before you send those things i wonder if anyone else is also sending this 
Yeah, I mean, our job is to chat about them, isn't it? And go, is this yeah, true just, and stuff? Yeah. I mean, clearly it's true because they wouldn't have got through it. Adem wouldn't have let them wouldn't through. Have, wouldn't have got through the stringent uh, yeah. process without producing. Yeah, he's very stringent with facts. Uh, <laughs> with facts, yeah. <laughs> nothing else but that with facts. Um, now, the Jason Manford mug uh, to be uh, given away and won uh, thanks to our friends at Disney Plus means that we've got a Disney fact for you, Steve. Uh, covering okay. 25,000 acres or 43 square miles, the Walt Disney World Resort is about the same size as San Francisco. Ooh, that's big, isn't it? That is big. That's a lot of walking. Uh, Okay, so here we go. Here's our facts for this week. Richard kicks us off with this one. The sound everyone associates with as a frog, ribbit, Mm -hmm. for example, Steve. Yeah, croak or ribbit, yeah. Do you want to let me hear what your frog ribbit is? Ribbit. 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 Um, it's very good. Is uh, it's particular to a specific species that lives in the swamps near Hollywood. No one ever bothered to record any different species sound. It just went. Ah, oh, we got it. If you're doing all the frog noise, yeah. yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it. We don't you know, see all the frogs there. We got it. Yeah. So we like if like if you know if it was like near Newcastle yeah. and you just went well, ribbit sound like this. <laughs> I thought you were doing a Geordie Frog. I thought they had a, a Newcastle accent. No, that is better, actually, a Geordie Frog. Ribbit, mate. Ribbit. <laughs> no, I couldn't eat any more flies. I'm stuffed. Uh, right, here we go. Uh, Gavin Rasburn says, for 20 years, a cat served as mayor of an Alaskan town. See, that's the kind of thing that I think that's I want to... I need to know how that happened. Uh, yeah. Don't debate that it is happened. Is there a photo of him with the through. chains? I want to see a photo yeah. with the full chains on. I always yeah. want to see him sort of shaking a paw with a local businessman or I'd somebody like who's got a law through. I'd you also know. like to see, um, you know that bit in like the town hall when they're sort of going through the amount of votes and there's like two humans yeah. stood next to the cat as they lose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also when they're counting well. the votes and there's like ticks and ticks and there's a couple of paw prints and they're like, hang on, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all the dogs protesting outside. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> She doesn't speak for us. Uh, Joe Colombi says, Luther Vandross, before he was famous, was a backing singer and performed on David Bowie's Young American and also Stevie Wonder's Part-Time Lover. That's not a best fact. Everyone knows that. That's not a best fact. See, you know these things that I don't know sometimes. There's footage of him singing with David Bowie. There's loads of footage. That's not a best fact. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Steve, put that one to bed there, Joe, I'm afraid. Gone. God, not 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 in with a shout. You've got a triada, triada. Uh, what about this one from Haley? A blue whale fart bubble is big enough to hold a horse. More like it. That's right. what we're talking about. That's it's what we're big talking enough about. to hold a horse. <laughs> is it strong enough though? That's the question. I bet when that breaks the surface, it makes a makes oh, a bit of an imp- that would sink a battleship. <laughs> Bad enough in the bath, isn't it? Imagine that, yeah. going out the sea as you like you're on a cruise. Imagine <laughs> yeah, being on a cruise and seeing up. that and just see this boof, and think, what was that you go? Whale farting. <laughs> <laughs> You'd go, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it is. What about this one from Richard? He says, uh, you can tell if an egg is cooked by spinning it. Oh, Quickly on, stop it spinning, then let go. If it starts moving again, it's uncooked. What? That's you spin it, you stop it. You spin it, it yeah. Yeah. So if you spin it, obviously because oh, okay. the egg inside's spinning round, yeah, you stop yeah. it spinning. There's a weight at one end, isn't there? Is that what it's saying? Because <laughs> yeah. it's not cooked or it is cooked. And then... Exactly. If it stops spinning, then obviously it's cooked because there's nothing moving around inside. But if it carries on spinning then or moving, then uh, it's, it's uncooked. not cooked. <laughs> he didn't tell us if it was cooked or not cooked. We span it. <laughs> <laughs> Theresa White says Scotland were the 2004 champions at Elephant Polo. Are they? Ah, God. Hang on, I need. Oh, that's tempting. No, isn't it? That's, I need to that's... see a Scottish fella. Right I didn't even know there was a, there's such thing as elephant polo. Well, I guess you play it on a horse. You can play it on an elephant. Well, yeah, but I mean, I know you can play it. But you could you could play it on a you know a, a, just because you can as well. Can you should. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen Marshall, the longest standalone word in. Oh, here we go. Make me oh, say God, it now, have you got to say it. <clears throat> The longest standalone word in English is Floxy Norsi Nihili Pili Fike Shun and is the process of determining something as worthless. Oh, okay. And I've definitely not just sworn in Thai or something there, Adam. You definitely uh, check that. Check that. Now, I've Googled that. that. It's yeah. in the dictionary. Okay. 
Okay, fine. Okay. I just want to make sure that we've not insulted somebody on the other side of Say the, it again. the world there. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Say it again. You Google it. <laughs> Floxy Norsey, nearly pillification. Pillification, obviously, the last pillification. Oh, yeah, say, of course. I feel like you're from another world. Pillification. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the... Uh, the very Is it broken down? Into yeah. a pronunciation for me, yeah. Yeah, so floxy, nausy, nihilation, pillification. There you go. Mm. Uh, and it's the determination of something as worthless. Well, I think we've discovered that. It's pretty good. Pretty good one. Pretty good one. Uh, Richard has said Florence Nightingale invented the pie chart. Really? Well, that's what he says here. He says, okay. well, kind of. Oh, oh hang okay, on. He's already backing on, out of it. Yeah. Uh, he's already backing out of it. She adapted the original design to make it more readable, and that pie chart is the chart we use on a daily basis now. Well, mm, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. Chris Smith, the real name of Shaggy from Scooby-Doo is Norville Rogers. Really? Is it? Norville Rogers. Nor- oh, he's just called Shaggy because he's got shaggy hair and yeah, dresses yeah, yeah. like a tramp. Yeah, but he's called Norville Rogers. They never call him Norville, do they? Is no. there a cartoon when he gets like arrested, and they go Norville, and they go Rogu, <laughs> Norville, Rogu. Uh, <laughs> Chris says the Guinness Book of Records was created by the Guinness Beer Company. The idea was formed by the managing director in the 1950s after an argument at a party about the fastest game bird in Europe. No one could find the answer reference anywhere, so the idea was born to create the book to help settle bar arguments. Well, yeah, that makes sense, don't I? I mean, it's called the Guinness sense. Book of Records. <laughs> yeah, it'd be weird for it not to be. It's invented by who? Oh, really? <laughs> uh, Mark says, there is a law that it is illegal to die in the House of Parliament, Houses of Parliament, as this would entitle a person to a state funeral, which is very costly. Oh. How would you not die in the Houses of Parliament? Yeah, I know, yeah. You've done it now. <laughs> I mean, that's you. Maybe it'd be one of them where, I heard a rumour once where, like, you know, certain places they... They, what if they you have a part of the land that doesn't belong to that place? Yeah, so they that, sort of push where, you like, into that bit. Tent is, yeah, exactly. Isn't there some sort of supermarkets that if you go into labour there, they give you like loads of free stuff as well? Oh, do they? That'd yeah. be good, wouldn't it? That'd be good if only I'd known that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's a tough one here, Steve. Uh, the, it is, there's a cat yeah. serving as a mayor in an Alaskan mm, town. I just want to see a picture that. of that, if I'm honest. I do want to see a picture of that. Um, I like the blue whale's fart bubble big enough to hold yeah, a horse. That, is, that appeals to our sort of childish sensibilities. Yeah, but. I do want to see a Scotsman on top of an elephant playing polo as well. Mm. It's out of those three, isn't it? So I'm going to let I, you choose your. I think, I, think, I think it's the cat for me. Cat mayor? <laughs> I just. Like, no we've built a little world where there's pictures of him, you know, yeah. oil paintings of him on the wall, in the town hall. I'm proud and of everything. Steve, because Steve from two years ago, he would have gone what Blue Whale's fart, and so no. he, I've seen I've grown. him grow as a person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and now you want to see a cat dressed as a man. A man, a meow or whatever. Meow or. That says a lot about you. Uh, okay, so the winner this week, sorry, Hayley, I, I really thought you'd got it. Um, but uh, unfortunately, Gavin Rasburn has uh, has won with for twenty years a cat served as a mayor of an Alaskan town. Um, I don't know why we've got no more specification than that. Adam, did you you search this? I've just you, googled you? it. Yeah, I've got a bit. Oh, he's straight on it. Every afternoon, Stubbs, he was called, went to a nearby restaurant and drank water laced with catnip out of a wine glass or a margarita glass. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is this is gold. I mean, this is, sounds like a Pixar film in the making. Yeah. If you want to play, hit me with your best facts. All you got to do is email me, Jason at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk, with your best and greatest fact to win that mug uh, with, from our pals at Disney Plus. Sunday mornings, eight till eleven. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Uh, we're joined this morning by comedian Matt Ford, uh, who uh, friends of the show will know has uh, has been on here many times. Uh, morning, Matt. Good morning, Jason morning. and Steve. Morning, How's it going? Mate. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. What you plug in? <laughs> <laughs> and come What's on, otherwise. <laughs> when the tour starts you... in a few weeks, I'll just plug that. <laughs> I might start doing that with anybody. What do you want? <laughs> Everybody who comes out. What is it? A book or a tour or what is it? It's a tour. It's a funny tour. Stop being horrible. I'm not being no, we're, not. we're not. We're not. We're, we're trying to support you. We're trying to support oh, yes, you. Uh, so, uh, Matt, I'm happy to come and support You're you too on big tour. For that, mate. 
I'll do an opening ten. Don't you worry, uh, Matt Ford. If uh, you can't place uh, the, the voice, uh, it's probably because he's got so many voices. Uh, Spitting image, you'll have seen him. On, have I got news for you? The last leg, Royal Variety performance, and he's set to embark on the biggest tour of his life. <laughs> You make it sound dangerous. It is dangerous. I've seen your act. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, actually, I know you're talking about um, things that strangers have said to you. you. Mad things strangers have said. Before the tour starts, obviously, you have to go and preview it around the place. I know. (laughs) I did it in Reading the other night, and then a guy tweeted me the following morning. So I know it's over Twitter, but still. So I, I mm. chatted to him on the way out, and then he, he, he tweeted me, and he said this. He said, um, love the show, nice to say hello briefly at the end. Honest feedback. Oh. 85% of the show, funniest material I've seen in ages. Brilliant. He said, the hooligan stuff was more scary than funny and killed the mood a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a real mix. of oh, yeah. uh, real mix. I've got a few notes. I like the, 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 the audacity of that. Yeah. More scary than funny. I've never been told that before. I've been wow. told, like, boring or, you know, not funny. But I've never been... Chilling. Scary's wit bad. Well, I had, That's I bad, had a bloke once scaring at, people. I had a bloke once at, um, like, Barrow in Furness, somewhere like that. I was doing a preview up there. But I had this routine that used to get a good laugh, like a really good laugh. And then I'd, you know, carry on and get to the break and then, you know, do the second half. And this guy came up to me and he went, and he's saying, you know, honest feedback. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm. And he said, really funny, you know, enjoyed the show, some of it worked, all that. He said, that story you do, I think it was like Speed Awareness Course, that story you do about Speed Awareness Course, it's, uh, I'd end the first half on that, I don't think you can follow it. <laughs> and I said, yeah, all right, mate, and I got in the car, I was like, whatever, you know, I was just ignore it. And that literally three days later, I thought, I kept thinking about it. And then I, <laughs> Maybe he's right. And, and then I did end the first half on it, and got a good <laughs> I thought, Brought the house damn it. <laughs> Damn him, he was right. <laughs> when you finished that, when the first time you did that, did you look into the crowd and you just saw him give you a little wink? He was there again. <laughs> Why is he in Ipswich? Um, but your show, Matt, uh, Clowns to the Left of Me, Jokers to the Right, that starts on the 8th of Feb right through to the 15th of May. Is it political? Like, I presume you, you, you're rinsing what's been going on. But I took the mick out. I mean, the title sort of gives it away, really. I took the mick out of everyone. So, um, yeah. you know, I think there are clowns... <laughs> To the left of me, I joke to the right. I mean, it, also, yeah. that title obviously is a, a, a famous song. Mm. Yes, it, of course. It really proves how stupid I am. I've been going quite a while now, and that title has never occurred to me. And oh, I thought, what? How dense am I that every year I, I twist? I don't know if you have the same trying to think of titles. Mm, trying to with a title. I really struggle with it. But it's taken me about 20 years. But I've never <laughs> seen that over a, a montage of like a political things. So I think anyone's ever thought of it before. It's quite a good one. You, yeah. It sounds obvious, Left but and right. I don't know. Oh, you're right. Maybe we're all yeah, stupid. Cool. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> if we're all <laughs> stupid, maybe I'm not so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're, yeah, in um... the kingdom of the stupid, the, the <laughs> lesser stupid is king. <laughs> the one-ideaed man is king. Yeah. <laughs> so on your show, uh, on the show you're doing, obviously... Let's be honest, when it comes to comedy, it is easier to go to take the mickey out of the right, generally. You know, they, they, they do a lot more stuff. The gra- they put the shifting themselves, don't they? Yeah. They do, don't they? Certainly over the last year. But as far as the left's concerned, that's something that does get missed out quite a lot when it comes to comedy, sort of rinsing the left. I mean, the far left, I guess, is quite easy with woke and that sort of, I guess, those sort of phrases. Uh, but is there somebody on the left that you enjoy doing the, the voices of and... When George and Keir Starmer, you know, the thing is, it doesn't matter whether I would vote for these people or not. They still make mistakes. They still do things that are kind of silly yeah. and daft, you know. So there's comedy there. Do you know what I mean? I, I never saw the logic in only taking the mech out of one no. side. But with Starmer, obviously, he's qu- very earnest mm. and very, he's sort of quite verbose. So um, he, <laughs> when he talks, he, he kind of repeats himself a lot. So he'll underline himself a lot. Mm. Jason, very important, very important. Get it right. Look, I say to the government, I say to the government, Prime Minister's got to listen to this. It's very important. You know what? I was thinking the other day, because you know they're going to ban these announcements on trains. Too many announcements on trains, the government's now going to ban it. So they basically just have to say, this is the Avanti West Coast service from London Euston to Manchester Piccadilly. Figure the rest out yourself. Right? That's basically what the announcement's going to be. Instead of constant things about vestibule areas and catering and whatever else. Oh, right. And that see it, say it, sorted mm, has always never, driven me mad. It's never worked, has it, it? It should be sort it. Sort it. See it, say but it, sort it. But their worry is that they think that means that we have to, because we've seen it and 
said it, we now have to sort it ourselves and they don't want to encourage us to be so vigilantes. Yeah. It's, it's been sorted by someone else is, is what they're aiming for, yeah? I, yeah, yeah, but the rhythm of it... Trying, and then I just thought, I know, you know what, they're going to debate this in Parliament and Starmer would really struggle with a short <laughs> phrase like that. You see something, you've got to see it with your eyes. You've got to take it in visually. It's very important. And if you see it, you've got to say it, you've got to speak up. You've got to speak up, you've got to find a member of station staff or someone who at least looks like they work for the company. And only then, it's very important the Prime Minister understands it, only then have you got a chance to sort it. <laughs> he would never he would never get on in the train announcement world Kirsten. so you're rattling through uh, everybody I get everyone's getting it in this new show yeah I mean Boris Johnson's the easiest one isn't he because of, of like what he gets up to and obviously uh, you know and he's an you know what really made me laugh was the other week when he looked like broken, you know when he was broken, he's just on TV going, I, I'm too sorry. I, I, I'm. And he just looked like a man who was about to like either pee his pants or, like fall, or whatever. The man was having a breakdown. Forgive that was me. the point that, at which... Forgive me, yeah. Yeah, oh, forgive me, please. I, I, I'm too sorry. This was the point at which, the, the moment he actually showed some contrition, all these backbench Tories were like, get rid of him. We don't need this. The following day, when he comes out and just stars it out and starts going, oh, you know, Captain Hindsight and the lockdown lovers of the semi pro Putin, uh, the semi reheated Marxist. The moment he's like, oh, sausages, sausages. They're like, yeah, oh, it's good to see him back on form, isn't it? This is what we want. This is what yeah. we need. This is the Boris we know. I was worried about him for a minute, yeah. <laughs> well, Matt Ford is heading out on tour with his new show, Clowns to the Left of Me, Jokers to the Right, from the 8th of Feb to the 15th of May. You can grab tickets at uh, your local venue, of course. It's at London Soho Theatre. Uh, and then off, off, off on tour he goes. Uh, check his website, mattford.com. Uh, and you've got a podcast as well, as if you're not busy enough with your tour and spitting image and everything else. You've got a podcast. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's called The Political Party, and it's basically a night out with a politician, which I know sounds weird. Ooh. But... <laughs> <Tell me more. laughs> a lot of people have paid a lot more money than 26 quid to have a night out with a politician over the years. But it's yeah. basically... Um, I'm a fan of politics and I'm really interested in them and the only time you ever see them interviewed on telly you get like two minutes and it's really defensive and I think people never feel like they've got the answer and they mm. never feel like they've really learnt much about the person. So I set this up years ago as a night out where I do a bit of stand-up in the first half and then I interview a politician. I'll take the mick a bit, you know, it's a light-hearted mm. interview but I also ask them about serious things and over the years... The people I've had on are incredible, really. Tony Blair, William Hague, Nicholas Sturgeon, Sadiq Khan, Ken Clark, Neil Kinnock. Um, wow. A whole load of people. And they keep yeah. coming back on. And it's moved to the West End now at the Duchess Theatre. So every, every other Monday. I mean, Anthony Scaramucci yeah. did it the other week. Donald Trump's former right-hand man. <laughs> wow. Came over from New York. To, I mean, it was like something from The Sopranos. It was yeah. like interviewing a proper like New Jersey gangster. Because he would just like... <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think how I can retell this story without swearing, but he was like, he would mix like um, quite heartfelt political analysis and then he would go full Sopranos and go, you know what? Trump was speaking to my dad. My dad was a blue collar worker from the East Coast and, you know, the, the automotive industry had gone and politicians weren't talking to people like my dad. But I said to him, I said, you screw me over and I'll smash you in the... And you're like... <laughs> Okay, so this has sort of gone from being like quite a heartwarming sale to like... <laughs> I'd like to see that on a hat. Blackmail. <laughs> or a T-shirt. Yeah. Wow. I mean, obviously, like, Neil Kinnock doesn't talk like that. So they're not no. like that. But they are really funny nights out. Alistair Campbell did it the other week. Um, Angela Rayner did it uh, last week. Oh, but so you get these fun. really big political personalities and they come on, they have a drink and a couple of cocktails and they just really open up. You know, they're really interesting, funny nights. Amazing. And they're all on podcast as well, so people can find those interviews. Uh, yeah, there's a on, whole library on... of them, you know. So they're all there. It's called the Political Party Podcast. You can find What would be on... your one? Because, you know, you've basically got one podcast to sell it, haven't you? Which is the one... If you said to somebody, listen to this one, you get a flavour of it, it's the best one, and then you'll download all of them. How can I not say the mooch? I mean, the mooch one is so insane because that's like an hour of that. It's just <laughs> relentless. Like, I mean, that... I'm downloading it now. It's so, uh, at times, it's just absolute filth. Where Brilliant. the stuff he's coming out with about... I mean, his whole theory is on Trump, Then this is his genuine theory, is that um, he's so driven to be so you know malicious and everything... Because he's got a tiny penis. That's his wow, whole... that's his thing. Yeah, he said, I saw Stormy Daniels. She told me about the size. I got to tell you, Matthew, I haven't had a shiitake mushroom in three years. 
<laughs> it's off the scale. That one is off the charts, man. It's out okay. of this world. Okay. <laughs> Apologies if you're having a full English this morning. <laughs> so political party podcast, you get that as well. And there's some uh, live shows coming up. You've got Michael Heseltine on the 7th of February, Neil Kinnock on the 7th of March. That's at the Duchess Theatre uh, in the West End. Yeah. Uh, that's every two weeks. And you can find the podcast in all the places that you get podcasts. Uh, Matt, best of luck with the tour, man. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. That's nationwide from the 8th of Feb. Uh, find details at mattford.com. Matt, best of luck with everything, mate. Love to chat to you. Cheers, mate. Always a pleasure. Thanks, fellas. Take care, man. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Thanks for joining us this morning here on Absolute Radio. Uh, thanks to Steve. What have you got on this week, pal? I'm mainly doing what I've been doing the last few weeks, which is oh, yeah. staring at all this stuff that I've oh, got yeah. to put in boxes at some point when I move. We haven't oh, got a date yeah. yet, so I'm not going to do it yet, but every time I look at it, I go, oh, that's a lot of stuff. Yes. That's a lot hear. of stuff. Mm. I can imagine. I can imagine. So an exciting week for you, then, of staring. Yeah. This is the worst place to be, the shed, as you can imagine, because everything oh, gets chucked in here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, look, best of luck with it, mate. I wish I was closer, mm. I could come out, but... Uh, <clears throat> that's not true, but I'm. Uh, no, he no, wouldn't. Nice <laughs> <to say it. laughs> um, me, I'm on tour, of course. Uh, Sheffield, a uh, little gig in Birmingham, Kendall and Harrogate. Uh, before the week after, up to Scotland, Aberdeen, Glasgow. Mm, Looking nice. forward to that. So come and see us. Uh, tickets, details at jasonmanford.com. And uh, if you're into musicals and you missed the show last night, feel free to pop on to uh, the BBC iPlayer and watch a big night of musicals uh, with the National Lottery. And uh, and also I was on John Bishop's show as well last night as well. So have a little look at that. We'll be on the ITV player. If you're not quite sick of me yet, the podcast will be up and running uh, in the next few minutes. Take care. Have a lovely week.